if parenthood came with a GPS, it would most likely just say recalculating. Join Yulandi Becker and her guest experts Wednesdays at 11 a.m. for Bump and Beyond, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. Good morning, good morning, good morning. You are with me, Yulandi Becker, and yes, it is time for Bump and Beyond on this exceptionally cold Wednesday morning. Um, I guess we have to feel blessed and privileged because I do feel that this week is the first week where it's really cold. Before it was still manageable, but now it's getting out of control. Hence why I am uprooting myself to warmer weather from next week. But don't despair. The show will go on as normally. Today's show, though, is a good one, like always. Um, and as always, of course, I would love for you to share in the conversation. So remember that our telephone number is 010-140-3020. You can also send us a telegram on 061-895-1019. And what is it that we're talking about today? So I want to start off with a little story. I remember back in the day, and now I'm talking about nine, ten years ago, when I started as a goodnight consultant. I just heard about the benefits of taking your baby to a chiropractor and all these type of things. And um I had never been to a chiropractor. Um and actually I, I didn't feel comfortable referring clients to a chiropractor because I didn't feel I had any like personal experience with it. So to give you context as well, that my frame of reference about a chiropractor was basically Alan from Two and a Half Men. And I was constantly being told that he's not a real doctor and making jokes about it. Just FYI, also later when I educated myself on this, realized there's a very big difference on how chiropractors are being trained in South Africa in comparison to the U.S., chiropractors in South Africa are actual doctors. So just FYI, you should know that uh, as I finish my story. Anyway, so in good conscience, I felt I couldn't refer clients to a chiropractor if I've never even been to one. So I started off myself going to a chiro. And to be honest, it was probably necessary because I have really bad posture and I actually did suffer from quite a bit of back pain. So it wasn't like I was like just for the fun of it going to a chiropractor. I felt it was actually beneficial for me to go. And I went to Dr. Nicole Lowe. She's in Centurion and she actually um helped me. And I mean, I have to say when I walked in, I was like thinking this tiny person is going to help me as a chiro because again, my idea of what it was was completely not right anyway and I was just thinking this pretty lady small lady is actually going to help me and to be honest it was a little bit awkward in some ways the whole she was very nice and she explained everything she did nothing was painful but yes it was a a little bit of an awkward experience for me but I'm being signaled and I will have to continue my story just now (laughs) This is Bump and Beyond with Yulandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. 
So before we had to have some entertainment in between my um, great story I was telling, I feel like it was a quite a cliffhanger moment as well. Like, I don't know. I obviously planned it that way. But as I mentioned before, is that I then went to a chiropractor and she was small and I was oh, tiny, petite. And I was just wondering, how is this woman going to do it? And to be honest, it was a little bit awkward, I have to say, that the things were not like, you know, the standard interaction with a doctor. Let me rather say that. But nothing was painful. It was not uncomfortable. And to be honest, afterwards, I felt so great. <laughs> um, It was a little bit tender, some of the spots where it was because... um. There's also other things that you had to do, but um, in general, I really, really felt your yeah, fantastic um, afterwards. Um, I had to go because I had never been to a chiropractor before. I had to go again for a couple of sessions, but it was really great. But then, of course, that was one thing because then in my head, I'm like thinking, okay, so what is happening now if I take my daughter? Even though Emmy was born vaginally, it was always like when I was breastfeeding her, she was always like preferring like one side a little bit. So she really had to be in a kind of position. Also, then she was a little bit older already. Um, I would say like eight, nine months and she was starting to crawl and it always looked a little bit like again, she kind of preferred one side. So she was like a dog chasing her tail all the time, like kind of going in a circle. Um, I thought it was really cute and I have some great videos on that. But then I thought, okay, maybe it is beneficial. Even though, again, and we're going to talk about this in detail with my expert as well. But I thought, okay, let me go. But now, again, I had this idea of like, this is what happened to me. Now I'm taking my eight, nine months old to the Cairo. What is this going to be like? Again, Nicole explained to me really nicely um, what's going to happen and it's not the same and what she's going to do. And honestly, it almost looked as if she did nothing <laughs> to my daughter, to be honest. It's like she put her hands on her back. It was almost like she was just praying for her or something. It was so gentle and easy and beautiful. And again, I could not believe the impact of it. It almost... It was like instantly, my daughter's like, it, it, I, I want to say now looking back, it was almost as if she had like a stiff neck and that I never realized she had. And all of a sudden, easily breastfeeding both sides in any position kind of thing. And unfortunately, the funny dog tail videos had to stop. Um, and it was crazy. I couldn't believe what an impact it had had. Um, so yes, and that is what we're talking about today. Again, as always, um, if you are out there, you need to speak with us and share with us your experience. Have you ever been to a chiropractor yourself? Do you have questions for the chiropractor? Because maybe like me, you were ignorant and didn't realize what it was about. Um, of course, I'm going to be asking some really interesting questions as well. So hopefully you'll get all that. But you, of course, need to share with us in the conversation. You can phone us on 010-140-3020. You can send us a telegram on 061-895-1019. Or, of course, you can send an SMS on 34519. Just know that SMSs are charged at one rand fifty per SMS. 
So with that great story and introduction, I am speaking to a a pediatric chiropractor, Dr. Catherine Falkenberg. Hi, Catherine. Thank you so much for joining me today. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yes. So um, as I mentioned to you before, um, now you heard my story with chiropractors, (laughs) and I have to also make a big disclaimer. I have been to a chiropractor myself quite a lot of times as well after that. And even my, after the, the miraculous stuff, not that it had such a miraculous effect on my son, but I did also take him as a toddler. He was about two, three years. I also took him to a, a chiropractor. And I mentioned to you because that was my impression is that both my children were born vaginally. There is kind of, is it is baby or babies who are born via cesarean more prone that they need to go to a chiropractor or do all babies benefit from it? All babies definitely do benefit from chiropractic treatment. Um, unfortunately, we are seeing quite a rise in C-sections in South Africa at the moment. We're about a 75% rate of all births being C-section. Um, it is because of safety. It's a more controlled environment. So they are trying to control it as much as possible. But when that happens, so I like explaining it to my parents, like a battery being charged. When your little one is in utero, they have to function at about 10% battery maximum. Mommy is doing everything for them. They're really just cruising by. And the whole birthing process where we have our hormonal exchange, the water breaking, the contractions and the vibrations, all of that is a battery charging process for your little one to prepare them for life outside the womb. When they're missing out on all of those experiences, they kind of just wake up. We're outside. They'd have to deal with light, touch, sensation. It's a lot of stimulation. They need to wake themselves up, keep themselves awake, go back to sleep. And their nervous system is unfortunately not prepared for it. And that's why a lot of times around about two weeks of age, we start seeing a lot of cracks start showing with our C-section babies. We get it with our normal uh, natural births as well. And this is due to the fact that a lot of moms are working until quite late in their pregnancy. I mean, working in high-stress environments, things aren't working the way they used to a couple of years ago where moms just kind of had one job to focus on. And because of that, there's a lot of tension being placed on the other one. We get suction, we get the ventosus, and all of those things that do play a role and contribute to tension for the little ones. This is, I, I'm already going to see that I'm going to be loving this conversation already <laughs> because I'm learning a lot. Even though I do feel always that I'm the above average informant in these things, because again, obviously because of my, this is my side hustle. This is not my actual job, but, um, I am, I read quite a lot about parenting and parenthood and different things. And of course, I have such a great network of experts that I often speak to. And still, I managed to get a Dr. Catherine Falkenberg to walk in and teach me something within two minutes. And I'm loving that. And also just the way you explain it. Uh, my first question though is then, it's not really my first, I've already asked the question, <laughs> but why would we need to take our children then to a chiropractor? Maybe I should wait with that question because I'm seeing that Craig is already motioning towards me. So let's pick that up after this break. <laughs> this is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker. The show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. 
you've just joined me, you are on Bump and Beyond, and I am your host, Yunandi Bricker, and I'm speaking to a chiropractor today, a pediatric chiropractor, Dr. Catherine Falkenberg. And before we um, had to get some other entertainment, because Edward's also entertaining, it helps us to know what to do. Uh, we, I asked a question specifically about why would we need to go to a chiropractor? Because again, I, I was naive and also silly in my idea of it. And I didn't know the benefits of it. And I, once I did it, I was also thinking to myself, could have really saved myself a lot of heartache, um, and pain. So why would we need to take our babies or our children even to a chiropractor? So we usually say to our parents, any form of discomfort is not normal. A little one that's not comfortably turning their head to both sides, they're avoiding it purely because it's discomfort that's preventing them from moving in that direction. Like you said, with your little one, when we get our asymmetrical pulls and all of those things start playing a role, this is because our little one is avoiding certain positions because they are experiencing discomfort. We don't want our little ones to start experiencing discomfort. This is when we start missing vital milestones. They start jumping over. We're not crawling properly. And we start getting developmental delays. Our babies need to function at an extremely high rate. They are like little pro athletes. They are constantly mastering new skills on a daily basis. And we need to make sure that they're as comfortable as possible while they're doing it. The birthing process also holds a lot of trauma for that little one. It's a lot of tension that builds up during the birthing process. And we might as well make them as comfortable as possible to achieve what they need to achieve. I love that. And I remember also, I don't know if it was Dr. Nicole Lowe who um, mentioned it to how she explained it to me as well. was kind of like, uh, it might have been someone else who also told me that, another chiropractor. So apologies if I am taking your information to that chiropractor. But they kind of explained it to me in the way that in the end, um, there's a lot of nervous like signals that have to go through your brain from your brain to the different body parts and your spine is obviously part of that communication channel and um when there's a little bit out even just a slight little bit out uh, even let's say 0.1 percent out it means that the signal is not being channeled from your brain to the various body parts a hundred percent and that's never good. You want it to happen a hundred percent. And that's kind of what it helps with. And I thought that was always quite a nice way. And it kind of stuck obviously with me. Um, why would children benefit though? I mean, now we're saying like, oh, okay, that's if they're in discomfort, but are there other benefits that children will experience if they go to a chiropractor? Definitely. We see quite, like you mentioned, we work with the nervous system. When we're working on the spine, we get a result in the nervous system. A lot of our kids, even our adults, are stuck in that fight or flight because we're dealing at a high-paced lifestyle. We're constantly running from point A to point B. We never actually go down into our rest and digest. When we work with the little ones, we focus on getting that nervous system to go out of that fight or flight response and get them back into a rest and digest to make them more aware of everything going on around them, more comfortable with dealing with life stresses as well. So they definitely do benefit from that. The roles that we're putting on our kids these days are very high as well. They need to be at school all day. Their bags that they're carrying are ridiculously heavy. They are constantly lugging sport bags around and the amount of sports kids are doing as well 
does cause an impact on their body. And we need to make sure that their body is capable of coping with everything that we're throwing at them. And I mean, yeah, I mean, now that you're also mentioning it, I'm like adding something more to my to-do list for my children <laughs> as you're talking about it. Because again, if you're thinking like you have to do something at a little 1% less, for argument's sake, I mean, why put that kind of pressure on your child? Let's get them to do it. Um and that's why I'm also I'm like an advert supporter of all kind of support, like speech therapy, OTs, uh, chiros, because I do believe that we can help our children with certain things so that they don't struggle, like you mentioned, to go to those next developmental milestones. Again, I've mentioned this before as well, where, you know, the developmental milestones are like a little ladder that you're climbing. Um, and if you have one of those like legs missing or steps missing, you can go to the next step, but it's just going to be a little bit harder to get there. And it's not, all, it's not necessary to make it harder for ourselves or for our children. We should try to help them in that way. Not that I'm saying that you should, your child should never struggle, which feels not pave the way for them. But yes. Now I'm getting onto my soapbox again here. So um is it an, an absolute need for every child to, I mean, I feel like we're already answering that question, but do you think it is a must that every child must go to a chiropractor? I like taking it back to my parents to, do we need to eat organic? Do we need to take our multivitamins? Definitely not. We can get by without it. But with the way life has changed and what we've learned and how we can benefit ourselves, why not? Why not yeah. take a little step further to make life a little bit easier, to make your little one more comfortable and give them that step ahead to just be able to fly through their milestones, get to what they need to get to without having a massive struggle because we've got some part of the body not fully functioning to the way that it 100% should. So your child is definitely going to benefit out of it. It's not going to be a negative for them to experience it. Some kids can find it slightly overwhelming in the first session. But they usually absolutely love it when they get used to the results that they get from chiropractic treatment. Mm. Um, so if you've just joined me, you are on Bump and Beyond with me, Yulandi Becker, and I'm speaking to a chiropractor today, Dr. Catherine Falkenberg, um, about obviously taking your baby or your child to a chiropractor. And you were just now saying about, specifically about the difference between the different children and how it benefits them. Um, and that it's not you're know, necessarily a must, but it is beneficial. I also definitely believe that. Um, but what is now, and I also mentioned that I did, I was a little bit panicked after going to Cairo, um, that is this what she's going to be doing to my child? <laughs> uh, so how does it differ? Um, the chiropractic care for an adult versus a child or a baby? Most of our parents walk into our rooms the first time and they're very nervous about it because they were referred to us by a nurse, by a pediatrician or by a mom and baby group and they have no idea what to expect. They think of their own treatments, which involves a lot of soft tissue work, needles. It's quite harsh adjustments. It's mm. your body feels it the next day and they expect the same to happen to their little one. I think what's very important to note is our babies are born at 70% cartilage, so their skeletal system is not 100% bony. For me to come in and treat your little one the same way I would treat you is looking for trouble. 
So I always recommend to my parents, make sure to do your research, go to someone who has experience in the field of pediatrics, who is a member of the Pediatric Council of South Africa, and they are doing constant research and educating themselves on the field of pediatrics. Don't go to just any Cairo hoping to get a good result. No. No. Um, So take us through some of the like kind of things that you would do if a baby comes in now. Um, to give a little bit just more detail of how you would go about adjusting a baby. <laughs> so our treatment that we use in our practice is very much movement-based. We use techniques based out of the UK, that we've been taught by our doctor from the UK, and the babies usually love it. It's a lot of repetitive motions around the spine, working on getting those joints to start loosening up. When we're working on little ones, the pressure that we use at all times is what we refer to as eyeball pressure. So if you take your finger and you put pressure on your eyeball, when it starts getting uncomfortable, that is the the pressure that we use on them. So it's a very light touch. It's a lot of movement, working on where we're finding those restrictions and helping the body to start releasing into them. It's not a rotation movement and a big push as we would have with an adult to get that cavitation or the adjustment sound that you hardly ever hear on our little ones when you work on I remember now also recalling, and I think maybe he also kind of paved the way for Joburg chiropractors, is um, Magic Mike, Dr. Mike Marines. <laughs> um, and that's also something I remember also sharing with a lot of moms. I probably shared that video like with a million people myself. Uh, not that I know that many people, but uh, if you haven't watched it, you definitely should go Google the burping video of Dr. Mike Marinas. It's a very helpful kind of guide. And I think that's also one thing is um, how that's a great way of showing how beneficial um, chiropractic can be as well. Um, and he also mentioned to me once that um, you want the spine, when you want a burp to come out, you need to remember that the spine needs to be straight because baby's posture is so like, Obviously, they're bundled up inside and not straight up yet. Um, they're still building those muscles to keep their spine straight. And those type of things, I think, is really beneficial. So, yes, again, a shout out to him as well and um, that video because I think it's also really helpful. But so you mentioned now the pressure that's like light. And I, I out of my own experience, like I said, I actually thought that my chiropractor was not even doing anything. It was so like like light and she was just taking so much care even though I do have to mention that my daughter I, I'm very sure she did cry in the end but I don't think it was from it was just because she was again she was like eight nine months and I think it was more separation anxiety and a stranger around her than anything else so um just to mention that I don't want people to now think it's magical when you go to Dr. Catherine Falkenberg and then my baby's definitely not going to cry it depends on the age of them, but it's not because they're getting hurt. Um, but I assume then we can say that if I'm asking you, is chiropractic safe for children? We can say yes to that question. It definitely is safe for the little ones. We use techniques that are specifically adapted to them. I'm glad you brought up Magic Mike. Both <laughs> the owner of the practice and I have the privilege of learning under Mike and he created us to where we are at the moment we had an absolute honor of working with him and it was quite a loss to have him go to the UK um it is definitely quite a safe way of treatment we do everything very gentle and we do everything very slow every child has a different pace that they can work at a different level of stimulation that they can handle as well 
and we need to figure out where that line is for your little one because we do have sometimes that the little one gets a little overstimulated after treatment that is not abnormal that can happen because it's a signal they've never received through their body but it is not because we're in physical pain it's just an overstimulation reaction that they do get and i want parents to be aware that that happens how um how long does a session kind of last with um a baby so our first sessions are 45-minute sessions to an hour. This is because we go through a thorough history taking. We make sure we ask everything from pregnancy to birth and everything that the parents are currently dealing with so that we can assess that baby to their specific needs. So the first session is a 45-minute to an hour session. Our follow-ups are 15 minutes to 30 minutes. It depends on the little one. It depends how old they are and how much stimulation, again, they can handle to make sure we don't cross over that brink of overstimulation. Is there something that parents could do beforehand to, I mean, I would say like maybe to make sure the baby is napped before they come? <laughs> but is there something like that you feel that parents could do before they come for a session? To make to the baby, help baby be more comfortable, I don't know. <laughs> So we do recommend that the parents bring them on a full tummy. Our parents are always nervous about that because they say that we don't want them to spit up because of the movement. We get spat on on a daily basis. That's part of the game. <laughs> but the longer we have with them, because I don't smell like milk, I don't smell like mom or dad, I'm not the right signal for them. So if we can have them on a full tummy, it gives us a slightly longer window to be able to work with them comfortably before we need to take hands off and give them back. Okay. And how um, many sessions would you say that each child should have on average? I mean, I think it also probably depends on the the child and what the problem is, but on it average, how many sessions? On, definitely depends on the child. Usually we do about two or three sessions and quite quick succession after each other, about a two or three day gap, just to make sure we catch those bad habits that they have picked up on from being in utero and the last couple of weeks on earth and making sure we break that habit before they fall back into that pattern. So we do two or three sessions in a week space with them. And then from there on out, we say to the parents, as we go through our big milestones, our big weight-bearing stages, such as sitting, crawling, cruising, and walking, getting them in, let's make sure everything is as comfortable as possible and we just keep an eye on them. And I mean, for me, it's also like, if you just think about like a baby in utero and how, I mean, obviously they're so squished up. And like I said, most of the bone is not even strong bone. It's cartilage. Mm -hmm. If I remember even correctly, babies are born with more bones than, than adults because some of them still need to fuse and stuff like that. So there's lots of things like that. And if you think your baby, when they're coming out, they're not even straightened out yet. They often are like in a little bundle, like all the time. It takes a while, a while for them to kind of straighten out. And then it's always with the arms up that they're sleeping. So, uh, especially if you've had a cesarean birth, and I mean, obviously you mentioned now that it is more prone with um, cesarean birth, but I mean, you can just imagine if a baby goes through the like birth canal out of the vagina that it kind of does like give like that deep pressure and kind of helps to, you know, straighten them out for lack of a better word. Um, so them coming out abruptly is like, yeah, I mean, abruptly also, I mean, I think that was a come out into the light, even abruptly through the vagina. Um, it's a very different atmosphere. 
And so you can just imagine it might be necessary for the baby to, like I said, like be straightened out. And that sounds really funny, but I mean, they're very bundled up in there. So they just need to be, make sure that everything is in place and growing. And I think it's also sometimes um like teeth, you know, sometimes you also need help to straighten your teeth. <laughs> um, so you need some help with your spine. It's just a little bit more important, I feel, than the teeth. Anyway, so uh, what do you say, and I'm very sure that we're going to go into a break just now, but before we go to an advert, um, I also, um, what are maybe like some of the top kind of from your experience now with, um, you know, different, obviously, um, parents, what are like the kind of top ailments or things that um, you deal with or disorders that you kind of deal with that you see in your practice? The most common thing that we see into our rooms is babies with reflux, babies with colicky symptoms, they struggle to sleep properly, they have feeding issues, they can't latch. We're seeing an alarming amounts of flathead syndrome in our practice at the moment. Excuse me, just just repeat that. What kind of syndrome? Flathead syndrome. Ah, okay. Which I definitely think parents need to be educated more on. It's not something we hear about a lot, but it's happening quite a lot with our Back to Sleep campaign that has taken place. We also see kids with cerebral palsy, autism. We treat kids with developmental delays, ear infections, and then any musculoskeletal-related discomfort. So anything related to your nervous system and muscles. Yes, so um, I'm going to get a lot more into that, especially the flat edges now after this ad break. <laughs> this is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. Yes, you are back with me, Yolandi Becker, and this is Bump and Beyond, and if you've only just joined me, you will know that we are, or you wouldn't know that we've been talking to a chiropractor today and the benefits and yeah, you know, the wonderful work that they're also doing. Um, I'm a very big ambassador for chiropractic, also in my personal, um, as an adult. So if you have any kind of back issues, first of all, start running because that made a very big difference for my back issues and also go see a chiropractor because it definitely makes a difference. So um, I've been speaking um, to Dr. Catherine Falkenberg, and I want to mention that as well um, before we get into the question that I wanted to ask you as well, is that you are a doctor. Um, <laughs> um, and that's sometimes, I don't know, I feel like unfairly chiropractors are perceived in more of a, I, I, I want to say, like holistic kind of homeopathic scope you are like being put into um unfairly in some ways because i do think that you guys are proper or i know that you are proper doctors actually and you learn an excessive amount about the nervous system and the spine i am correct right <laughs> you definitely are yes we do study for six years we need to do our masters in order to be able to practice on patients so it is quite an intensive background that we have in medicine. Our background in anatomy is very intensive. We spend an entire year dissecting cadavers in order to make sure that our anatomical 
background is strong enough and able to work on patients. There are risks involved with any type of medical treatment and we need to make sure that we are properly educated and that we know how to treat our patients in a way that is not going to damage them. No, no, and this is just a reassurance for people. Like I said, unfairly, I feel sometimes you guys are being, like I said, scoped with people that I don't feel is actually in your field. You are proper doctors in this case or in all cases of chiropractic in South Africa. So um, if you've just joined me, and don't worry, um, remember that as always, this will be available as a podcast on our um, uh, website, highfm.com. Oh, and of course, I always want you guys to speak with us. So if you have any questions or you want to share your own chiropractic experience, even if it's nothing to say, I've never been to a chiro, uh, but it sounds really interesting. I'm going to try it out. Please do send us a telegram on 061-895-1019. Um, so Dr. Catherine <laughs> uh, Falkenberg, it's very official name as well. Uh, you were mentioning some of the things or the most common kind of things that you guys uh, mention, and we are very strongly running out of time. So before we run out of time, I need to ask these things is first of all, reflux. And I feel again, I work in um, the baby industry and I feel reflux is like a yo-yo. One year it's in, one year it's out, one year it's in, one year it's out. Like every child that you know of has reflux one year and then the next year it's almost like non-existent and every child is a lip tie or something else that's now the in kind of thing. Um, I always say to parents, every baby has reflux. So every baby spits up a little bit and it has to do also with their posture. We mentioned that when they're in the belly, it's like they're like very skew. So often when you elongate the spine, then milk comes up um, as they are elongated or burped or whatever you want to call it. Um, and also the, the, what do you call it? The stomach and the mouth is quite close to each other. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like inevitable that milk is kind of come up. What do you guys specifically deal with when it comes to reflux and how would you help it then? I think it's important to differentiate to the parents what the difference between just normal spit ups is and what proper reflux is as a disorder. It's important to note that a baby who has reflux, they won't wingate properly as they should. They will be uncomfortable. During feeds, they're going to be extremely unsettled. They're going to get mouthy as they get that reflux pushing up and you can almost see them tasting something. And that's important to differentiate from because like you said, a lot of our kids do have spit-ups. So when we treat our reflux babies, we focus on systematic relief. We focus on making sure that everything in the back is properly released. Our reflux babies do have a tendency to arch their back quite a bit. They're quite uncomfortable because of that arching and the turning towards the right constantly. So we make sure to release all of that tension. The more we can help them to start moving their stool out and start getting their farts out properly, the less bit up we're going to get up towards the top. So we definitely mm. focus on those things. Also releasing diaphragm, diaphragmatic tension plays a huge role in that. We'll see a lot of hiccups related to a reflux baby. And this is because our diaphragm is under such a huge load of tension. 
Oh, no, it's like super interesting as well. And again, a reminder for me to also remind for my team to, if babies have reflux, to refer to a chiropractor because we are not the experts in the field. You guys are. Um, and it is, like I said, it is quite a common occurrence for lots of babies. My own son had severe reflux. And again, now, unfortunately, in retrospect, it was too late. I <laughs> I could have done it, and I didn't know better at that point. Um, uh, another one that you mentioned, which is also very interesting, because, again, now I'm coming here from a sleep perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, the World Health Organization obviously advises that um, for 100% safe sleep, it is important to put babies on their backs for sleeping. Mm-hmm. So um, it is an important kind of message that we kind of reiterate all the time. I always get different things as well. Parents like, oh, but I'm doing this and I'm doing this. And as I always tell parents, I will always advise if you're asking my opinion, I will always advise you to put your baby on their back for sleeping because that is the safest way to do it. But then there's this now phenomenon. And even my son, again, had a little bit of a flat head because mm-hmm. of it. Um, what exactly is flathead syndrome and how do you then treat it? So flathead syndrome is any asymmetrical changes that we see in the head. So you'll see that one of the sides of the head starts pushing forward. We've got a flattening on, for instance, the right-hand side. We will then eventually start seeing, and unfortunately a lot of our parents only come into our rooms when you start seeing the facial features be involved, but eventually you'll start seeing that you have it drooping on the one side of the face. The one eye starts looking bigger. This affects your gestation tubes, your sinus drainage for them. It can even result in developmental delays because of the pressure on the brain, as well as eye problems. So we want to make sure that we have our little ones as comfortable as possible. And I fully agree, the Back to Sleep campaign is such an important campaign because of all of our contests that used to take place. But a big important part that we miss out on is back to sleep, tummy to play. We hear a lot about tummy time, but tummy time is crucial when it comes to our little ones, especially with flathead syndrome. The more time your little one spends in that extension and starts using their neck muscles, the more pressure we have on the skull from the muscles pulling on those bones. And because we're not fused yet, we allow those bones to start expanding properly and for the skull to mold the way that it should. We then, if we see a little one in our practice with flathead syndrome, we always take measurements and then we put our babies onto quite a stringent plagiocephaly protocol is what we refer to it as. We literally see those babies into our rooms two or three times a week for six weeks where we work on molding that head shape, getting that head to start forming back to the way it should. We try and catch them before six months. So more, you know what, always I'm blaming Craig that I think I should ask for a longer show because I'm always running out of time, but we'll finish up just now our talk. It's fantastic. Thank you so much. This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. And just like that, as always, I'm running out of time after a great show. Um, and if you've missed it, don't worry, because just like any of our other podcasts, it will be available on our website at highfm.com for you to go listen to and go study and go listen to all the other shows that we've had. Um, but to kind of wrap up, I just 
wanted to um, reiterate what Dr. Catherine Falkenberg was saying just now about the flathead. In the end of the day, we do want our children to sleep on their back. But like you said, I do think we we forget about the tummy time as well and highlighting that. And I also remember my doctor even told me with my son to kind of when because babies also can't always move their head and to just put them on different sides of the cot and to, um, I don't know, does that actually help? That's actually what I wanted to ask. Does it help to put them in different positions in the cot? It definitely does because our little ones want to always look to where mom and dad are. So having them topping and tailing them constantly is going to allow them to look over the right shoulder as well as that left shoulder to make sure that we don't get any asymmetry forming. Oh, okay. So don't fret. It's not something that you should worry about if you have all the right things in place because I know a lot of parents also when they hear things like they get really panicked. It's like, oh, now I'm going to put my baby on their stomach. Yes, you should. But when they're awake, then you can watch them and make sure that it doesn't. And if you see something and you're concerned about something, then, of course, you need to make contact with a chiropractor. So, Catherine, how can we actually get hold of you guys? So, we are at Thrive Family Wellness in Ferndale Village Shopping Center. So, we are on all social media. And we also have a website where you can book online on our website, which is thrivefamilywellness.co.ca. Catherine, it was Dr. Catherine Falkenberg. It was fantastic. I think we've all learned a lot. And I mean, just your general demeanor, I feel can soothe a lot of people because sometimes, like I said, especially if you've never been to a Cairo or only have been to a Cairo as an adult, things like that can seem a little bit um like scary. But like I said, your just whole demeanor made me feel comfortable. So I'm pretty sure the listeners out there are feeling exactly the same thing. So thank you so much for sharing your insight and your comfort with all of us. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so and, much for having me. <laughs> and as I said, unfortunately, just like that, my show for today has come to an end. It's been a fantastic day and I hope that all of you are going to keep warm in this exceptionally cold weather that we're experiencing. Like I said, um, I will be off uh, for three weeks. Can you believe it? Yes, that's what privilege is. <laughs> um, sharing my own um, or spending some time with my family and going to a little bit warmer weather, but I'm not going to go anywhere. We will still be here and you can, of course, still listen to the show. Remember, as always, um, my podcast and all the other podcasts are available on highfm.com. So please go have a listen to it. You might have seen a show or heard a part of a show. You can go catch the whole show on the podcast and also go see some of the other things. Maybe there's something that piques your interest that didn't before because you weren't at that phase with your own child. And maybe that has changed. Also, of course, if you have any suggestions for us, please do send us an email at bumpitbeyond at highfm.com. We would love to hear your suggestions on shows that we can have for the future. It has been wonderful as always. The world is changed by our example, not by our opinion. Let's lead by example for our children. Thank you so much for joining me today. Until next time, enjoy your day. (laughs) 